Evil Squid Comics Podcast, Season 4, Episode 11. Lucky 11. No, that's not right. Lucky 7? 7, 13. 11, 7. Okay, I'm Drew. I'm Don. I'm Scott. And we get together... Lucky Prime Numbers? Unlucky 11. And we get together every couple weeks and we talk about comic books and TV shows and movies. All the good stuff. Yep. Yep. And so, we have to talk about Top Gun. Because that movie just came out and I'm the only one that saw it. So, we so must spoil talk it. about it. Spoil the Don't hell spoil out of it. it. I won't Heck spoil yeah. anything. I've avoided everything. I can't imagine that so, there's much of a spoiler of anything. <laughs> so Don related. mentioned that he's heard no bad reviews. And I do think the hype is a little out of control on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's really well done. It's a good, very enjoyable, well-crafted movie. But is it like the greatest movie ever made? Not 97% yet. on Rotten Tomatoes. 97 99% from the audience. And here's the 99%. thing. 99%. Here's the problem with Rotten Tomatoes, which is illustrates the perfect way to see it. She's the one person here's, that hated it. Here's what, ili- <laughs> here's what illustrates the problem with Rotten Tomatoes. Is Rotten Tomatoes is a percentage of whether it's good or bad. And nobody would go see this movie and say that was a bad movie. And some people will go see it and say it's really great. It's a very... Um, Why wouldn't some people go see this movie and say it's a bad movie? Because it does everything that most people want a popcorn entertaining movie to do. So people still shit all over everything. That yeah, but this true. one, it's very well done as just a doesn't fun... Matter. That's what I'm saying. It's very... It doesn't have... It doesn't do anything that would annoy anybody. It just does oh. everything that... It's like a very homogenized, you know, crowd-pleasing, people-pleasing type of movie. And it's well done. Like it's, it's like it's well filmed. It's well acted. It's well scripted. Like everything's really done well. But I mean, is it like you know, is it going to win an Oscar? Is it going to like you know, blow the doors? It's not. It's not like it's a great piece of art. It might win an Oscar. It's not a great piece of art, but it is a well crafted, entertaining movie. You know what I heard? Please tell me, Don. This is the first movie that Tom Cruise was in that had a hundred million dollar. Opening weekend. I heard that. He's I heard never that had a hundred million dollar opening weekend. And if you look back, he's solid, but he's never like blows up anything. I know, but which is he, surprising. He's been in some big movies though, like the all yeah. the, the most of his biggest movies were big. My Mission in, Impossible. Yeah, movies. but a lot of his big movies were like before they were hundred million dollar grosses because ticket prices were less. I mean, a lot of stuff was big in the eighties and nineties when movies weren't opening to a hundred. That just sounded. Cra- it does crazy. sound crazy. Sounds I was surprised crazy. to hear that as well. But none of his movies, like, blew up, blew up. Like, Mission Impossible, I think, over its whole run, it did, like, 180 million. You know what I mean? Like, all his movies do, like, 180, 200, 250, but they yeah, usually but have legs. Like summer movies, you would think. They are, they, but know. they always have legs. I don't know. I don't know. It's surprising. You need to get him in a Star Wars movie or something. Right. <laughs> well, he doesn't do a lot of uh, Harry Potter. IP, you know, that's not his. Like, he doesn't make a lot of... <laughs> You know, built-in audience type movies. A superhero movie. Wasn't he supposed to be like Superior Iron Man? He was supposed to be Iron Man in Doctor Strange in a multiverse, but it never happened. It never happened. Well, I haven't seen it, but that's what I've heard. Hmm. Spoiler. Look at that. You ruined it for Dawn now. It's ruined for me. Cool. Uh, What other movies did you see? I saw Ambulance. Did you see Ambulance? Not yet. No, I have it, but I have not watched it. Is that Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal and some black guy. (laughs) Some black guy. Who kind of looks familiar, but you can't really place him. Samuel uh, Jackson. <laughs> Samuel Jackson. I know his name. 
But it's uh, Michael Bay. So a lot of like spinning camera shots. Like even when they're just sitting there talking, it's the camera's slow-mo, like, I'm sure. The camera's like spinning around as they're just having a conversation. Until the action happens and they're walking away from an explosion, then slow-mo. Get these sure. motherfucking patients off this motherfucking well, There's no walking in this movie. It's all driving, dude. It's all driving. It's almost all driving. See, it was built for Samuel L. Jackson. Pretty much. Get these motherfucking patients off this <laughs> motherfucking, motherfucking ambulance. ambulance. It's not Samuel Jackson. <laughs> and then it does have a lot of slow-mo, and I think that's where the movie suffers a little bit, is like it's supposed to be this like action movie, but like it has this weird like slow where it's trying to be dramatic, but it doesn't really work and so it just kind of slows like i think if he had cut out like 20 minutes it could have been on like a high octane non-stop great movie like speed yeah like yeah. speed you remember when you saw speed in the theater for the first time and you walked yeah. out and you thought your heart was like beating and racing because it was just like non-stop adrenaline action no i went with engineers and they were just bitching about how that van could never have made that or how the, the bus, bus could have made that jump yeah it could and so all the engineers i was saw it with were like that's so stupid that could never happen so that well, was my experience with My speed. problem with that scene is there's no <laughs> ramp. It's just flat. Yeah, I know. There's no way. And then it hits, and then it's going yeah. at an angle. If it had some kind somehow, of a ramp. I mean, if it had a ramp, it might be able to do it's it. Total du- no it's total Dukes of Hazard. It do it. It's Dukes of Hazard, dude. Dukes of Hazard had ramps. In real life, but not in the show. They just would do these jumps. No, they did. They were always going like up. Uh, okay. It was like a hill going up. I think. I don't. I can't watch Duke Hazard. It's been canceled because of the flag. Oh, it's not on anymore. You can't. I don't. Can't I stream so. anywhere. I bet you. Can I buy think it on it's DVD. off a lot. I don't know though. They're it got canceled. Doing. They are trying to. Uh, Yaha Abdul Mateen is the black gentleman. In the yeah, movie. I didn't know his name. So. Yeah. And if I knew it, I probably couldn't pronounce it. No. So let's see. I saw ambulance. I saw that. Top Gun. I don't know. Trace saw something else. Oh, they're watching Righteous Gemstones. <laughs> oh, nice. We finished that. You finished it, huh? Yeah, that's a good show. You should watch that <laughs> now you have HBO Max. It's worth... It's funny. It's it And the most watch, of the episodes huh? are only like 30 minutes. So it's short attention span. Okay. Toilet, babe. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, Christy was not impressed with that part. She's like, really? In a porter potty? This gentleman played he Morpheus. Up and he falls back down. Hold <laughs> <laughs> breaks. What were you saying, Scott? So Yaha Abdul-Mateen played Morpheus in the new Matrix, and he also played Manta in Aquaman. I didn't oh. see the new Matrix. So. Oh, yeah, he was Manta in Aquaman. I totally yeah. oh, yeah. that now. Have you seen the meme going around with uh, about the... Uh, it said uh, there's a petition going around to get... Um, Oh my gosh, what is it? Bruce name? Campbell replaced... Bruce Campbell to replace... Yeah, I saw that. Replace Amber Heard in the Amber new Aquaman. Heard in the new Aquaman. <laughs> He's like sitting like in a hot tub, like shirtless. <laughs> it's a picture of him. It's like three million people have signed the petition. Oh God. That's pretty funny. It's a righteous gemstones, I should keep Yeah, that. check out. Absolutely, dude. We started Vice Principles. It is not as It's strong. not as good. It's not as good, but it. I just like uh, that guy Groggins. Well, both those guys are. Yeah, cool. but in Vice Principles, I like Walter Goggins better. Oh yeah, and, and maybe even in Righteous Gemstones, I love Baby Billy. Dude, Walter Goggins is a great actor. <laughs> I wish they would give him more roles in movies and stuff. So he, he's amazing. He's probably one of my best favorite character actors at this point. He's like the Steve Buscemi of now. <laughs> so funny. That, oh my god, I want to go back and watch Righteous Gemstones again. It's a pretty good show. It's, it's solid. <sighs> Um, I watched, uh, Moonfall. Ugh. Oh, cool. Did yeah. you like that? I, 
It's a fun. And I think you would like. It's like a fun popcorn. Like it's a decent movie. It's okay. got cool special effects. It's like by um, who is it? Roland Emmerich. Yeah, those guys that blow up things. Independence, Independence Day, Day guys. Day yeah. After tomorrow. But I mean, things like that. It's not a great piece of cinema, but I mean, it was cool to but sit down fun. and watch. It was yeah, fun. I enjoyed it. Good special effects. Or good as in and a, to be uh, honest with you, like thing. it seemed like for like a science fiction kind of movie, like. It hit on something that I'd never really heard of or seen before. Like, it was almost kind of, like, brand new, like, in a way. Yeah. But, uh, so it was, like, almost kind of like an original idea, like, yeah. in a sci-fi movie or whatever. But, hmm. I don't know. I liked it. I mean, I didn't, it's not like I was jumping up and down going, oh, yeah, it was the greatest movie ever, but it was worth it to watch it. Yeah. I, I find better ways to waste two hours. Or an yeah. hour and a half, or two hours. Yeah. I'm sure it was two hours. There's no such thing as an hour and a half movie these days. Yeah. I don't know. I did watch... I finished out Moon Knight. Oh, yeah. What do you oh, think? We sat down and watched all five of the uh, last episodes. We were not impressed. It seemed fine. I liked the... I, uh, I really liked the the episode in the mental hospital. Yeah, the mental hospital was cool. Yeah. Like, that whole That's episode was That's probably my favorite cool. part. Um, I don't know. I thought it was fine. Um, I was... Goofing around, like, on Facebook or something. You know how we were talking about in that first episode, how they didn't show the fight scene in the background oh, yeah. or whatever? They actually filmed it. I know. And they said that the Disney part. cut it because it was too violent, they thought, oh. or whatever. And so, like, they had footage. I watched it. But it, they weren't in costume or anything. But, I mean, yeah. it was they were slamming into the walls and into the mirrors and smashing heads. and I mean, it was like 35 seconds or 30 second like, fight scene like yeah. inside the bathroom. It was one of those things where you click on it and it's like an article or whatever. And they're like, oh, Disney cut it out because it was too violent or whatever. But hmm. um, kept expecting that show to pick up or something. Really? I was fine with it. I thought it There was, was only one episode that I, I thought was kind of slow, and I think that was like the third one where they're trying to do like the little cat and mouse thing or whatever, where it's like, oh, go here, you know, uh, looking yeah. for the MacGuffin, you know, or whatever the hell type thing, weapon around. That one, I was kind of like, eh. But after that, I mean, overall, I liked how it started, you know, where you're kind of in disarray there a little bit, and then... Uh, you know, as as they are in the pyramid, he's getting this thing. He gets shot. He's in the mental hospital. He's, you know, then it's like he's going on this, you know, European underworld trail, and and you know, then coming back out and finally accepting, you know, that hey, maybe I can do some stuff with this. I thought was pretty cool, and the uh, the whole his wife, you know, inheriting whatever the hell Avatar was kind of funny too. And my wife actually enjoyed it. You know, too, as, as well. But I don't know. I I I really liked it because I felt like it, like disassociated itself in a way from the rest of the Marvel universe. It was like, hey, we just want to be some little action fun thing, and we're not going to even bring up you know superheroes or whatever else is going on in the rest of the Marvel world, and and just be our own thing. So. I liked the whole show just because I like the all the Egyptian stuff, yeah, and kind of archaeology or whatever. It like, kind of reminded me of like a weird uh, Raiders, right? Like those. an Indiana Jones kind yeah, of thing, like the thing. mummy, or yeah, you know, there you go, like the mummy like or something. I, yeah, I it, it wasn't my favorite thing ever, but it was good. Like I didn't, I wasn't like trying to force myself to watch episodes or anything. Yeah, like, I thought the acting was very well done and. 
I liked there at the in the last episode, you know, where they finally were like, you know, you could tell which one was fighting, you know, based off of what the suit was. Oh yeah, that was things. cool when they were flipping and from so, suit to suit. Flipping, flipping and from I did suit like suit. that. They were using the suits to try to different. help you identify, you know, and things and how the characters were different in their own ways. Yeah. And then did you watch after the credits then and see yeah, Jake the, show up? The third one. Yeah. 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 But that that was the thing I read on there. I read online or whatever that they're not going to do anymore. Like that's it. Like, well, that's, that's not true. They didn't green light a second season, so it's like anything where if it would, if it does well enough, they may bring them back, you know, and things. But I, I don't know that they have anything necessarily going oh yeah we're going right for it what i read was it was like the writer or the director or somebody that was involved with it they were like this we never planned for a second season we just wanted to tell a story and they, this was a story we wanted to tell and we're done with it and we're not coming back to it yeah well i mean they could always do it with somebody else i guess that's if right. they wanted to but that's i right. think that was the plan or whoever created this show that was their plan was we're just going to do this six episodes and tell the story and then we're going to be done yeah yeah and i mean to that you know i don't know the way but i the way i understood that to be was hey they signed a director to six episodes to tell the story he wants to tell now what they would do with the character and oscar right. isaacs and whatever the heck else if they decide to have him cameo in movies or get somebody else to do a second season I think the pieces are there that they don't have to go hugely renegotiating a bunch of contracts and things for. But I mean, who do you have in this besides Oscar Isaacs? I mean, Ethan Hawke, his star here or there, they could bring him back or whatever else. But I mean, at the end credits, it seems like you know he's done for. And right. then you got basically the, the his wife character, you know. So really, yeah. you're only talking about two actors that you really are trying to bring back, and then you go find yourself any director that you want to right so yeah i mean money's money yeah you know, for is. people enough money they're gonna do whatever or if it makes enough money they'll keep it going yeah watchmen but how did they and i guess the only thing that they do there is they just judge on the number of views that they're getting you know right. with respect to it no it was good it's fine it was fine it was fine you it's didn't fine. like it i liked it, it more was than okay you did. my yeah. family just was really down on it yeah. And I loved it. I'd be like putting it as one of my top Marvel series in there. So yeah. I am, I am finding that I diverge more and more with the at least the superhero movies for what you guys like and what I like. I think too. So nah. I did we rank all the Marvel movies? Good. I no. didn't. You told me I should, yeah. but we didn't. Yeah, or I, I didn't. Seen, I haven't seen them all. All except Doctor Strange. All except for Doctor Strange, where I was supposed to rank that Dude, one. there's like 20. So. I don't want to... That, that's going to hurt my brain. Like, I'm going to have to go... Do I like the war better than I like this? Do I like that better than... I, I don't know. It just seems like a lot of work. Whatever. Okay. Number what? one, Winter Soldier. Number two, Guardians of the Galaxy. And then it just all kind of... And then maybe Ragnarok after that, and then it's all like... All yeah, I don't know, dude. So. I really liked the... I did go back not too long ago, and I was going to watch all of them, and yeah. I got through, like, Phase 2. Yeah. So I watched a lot of the early stuff. Uh -huh. Yeah. I really like that first Avengers movie. It's pretty yes, fun. That, it's a great, fun it, movie. But it is, it is. If I had to rank, I don't know, dude, Thor Ragnarok is, like, one of my favorite. I yeah, think I've I think I had more. it pretty high. I, I think Thor like Ragnarok would probably be in the top three, if not the number one, and probably Guardians of the Galaxy. And then Winter Soldier, 
and Avengers has to go in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah the I, original Avengers I would agree. Good, I would agree. I, I would yeah. probably put all those in my top five. Yeah, you know, like Thor so Ragnarok, Guardians of the and Galaxy, then, and uh, Winter Soldier. And then you'd have, probably oh, yeah. have to do whatever the two. What is it? Endgame. Endgame and, and Infinity. And Infinity. I like probably, Infinity War a lot better than Endgame. Right, but I, I mean they they're, they tie together. They I mean, and they're like the culmination, and so I mean those would probably be. Like I think the first Iron Man movie five, is still six. a really good movie too. It is. You, you like that one? You yeah. liked it. You always more. liked it. Yeah. It, it's good and it holds up, but I wouldn't call it like one of my favorite. Like yeah. I don't know. I think it's been done better. Sure. Later. Really? Hmm. I mean, the Marvel stuff. I mean, it was great. I, I think that's the... to kick it off. Yeah. It was great. It was perfect for the time. It set the tone. But as far as like after everything they've done after that. I would pick, I, for some reason, I really like the second one. I just like, <laughs> I like, oh, no, and, uh, like, what's his name? I like, what's, I God, like Rock, Sam, Sam Rockwell. Rockwell. Yeah, I love good. Sam Rockwell. The only good thing movie. about the second Iron Man movie is the villains. They are both really good, yeah. in my opinion. And I like Sam Rockwell. And I, so, I mean, I would yeah. maybe even put two before one. Yeah. But that's just me. And what that, gets interesting is when you're in the middle of that. List, yeah, and, you know, and you're like, how, right. how, how do you rank, do you rank those Because there are a lot Civil of War. Yeah. Civil War. Was, yeah, Civil War's pretty good, high. Good moments. Yeah. yeah, but Civil War also drags. It, it's too damn old. And I threw the Spider-Man movies in there, too. See, that'd be tough. And that's tough, because, like, the last Spider-Man movie I thought was really good. That was up in probably the top, at least top ten. I don't know if it's yeah. top five. It's I close. Would, I would agree that it's in the top ten. Yeah. You know, and then the first Spider-Man movie I really liked. Second one, not as good. See, I like the second one more than the first one really That's i cool. really i mean they're about the same to me. but far from home but for me except, was it's just more comedic i think in a lot yeah. of ways i, I mean, really like far from home i'm just saying since the first one was the first one it was the first tom holland it kind of had a different true it sticks with me more I guess. and it may be i can understand that but, but to me the first tom holland is civil war that's you know, true. Because Fair that's enough. where he i mean he's got a fairly decent chunk in that movie he does he has a lot to and do. and i feel like his portion in there is be, is better in some ways than homecoming i don't know sure. uh, homecoming's not bad it, yeah i think i just uh but yeah it's don't... funny making the list uh, gardens of the galaxy 2 although it's not as good as the first one it's still really good oh yeah like it's yeah. still pretty high compared yeah, to everything there. else See, I, mean, I don't know it, it it takes a bit of a tumble for me it definitely takes but... a tumble but i mean it's still but it may be it's still probably top ones. 10 for me of all the movies really i don't know because it's pretty high. solid i mean it's I like those characters, though, and I like the humor in those movies. That a is lot. very true. There's a lot of good humor and so, in there. Yeah. No, I, I would agree. I, I've probably seen the first one like 20 times, maybe. The first yeah. Guardians. I've probably oh, only yeah. seen the second one like three or four. Yeah. I just haven't watched it as much. I think Guardians of the Galaxy might have been my number one on that list. Yeah. yeah. Definitely Winter Soldier for me. I can watch that one over. Yeah, and over I think that was like two or three. I mean, that's really good too. I mean, I, really I like still just uh, having Disney Plus. I, but Civil War is really good. It, so. Yeah, I mean, it's almost as good. Civil as War is, is, but the biggest problem that I have with that one is, like I said, the the, the airport scene is just so good. That's the thing that you want to watch over and over again. And there, and then after that, it just feels like it's a bit of a. Eh, whatever. What's you, know, our, you didn't really need to watch anything after you watch. Yeah, after, after you it watch kinda, it, it and it builds early. up to the, it peaks early, and then you don't really need to watch the next thirty minutes or whatever. Then it's really it just trying to set up the next point. movie. It, 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 well, in the uh, final showdown encounter between yeah. you know Tony and and 
which is kind of anticlimactic. It, it really is in a lot yeah. of ways. And, and so I think that's the reason that it, it always takes some hits for me because sure. it's one of those ones where I watch up into a certain point and then it's like, eh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, and the Ant-Man movies are hard to rank too because they're both really oh, enjoyable and they're funny true. and they're good, but it's like they're not really yeah, that's a very good point. impressive or great. You know yeah. what I mean? But they're entertaining. But they're right? very entertaining, especially the first one. Yeah. I even thought the second one was pretty entertaining. Yeah. But yeah, so those were hard to rank as well. But anyway. Yeah. What, um, so like, is the bottom still the bottom? Like, what's the bottom? Like, the first Thor, like the first... Uh, Dark World Thor, I think, is... Dark World everybody Thor. Everybody agrees that's pretty much the bottom. Yeah, then, Dark World Thor, for whatever reason. And then the first Captain America? No, it's no, pretty high for me. Um, it's not I, bad. Captain Marvel? Captain Marvel's yeah, I'd, I'd say middle Incredible Hulk or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah I am Hulk not a fan good. of that Hulk one very well. Yeah, that one's pretty bad. So it, it's probably number two. Um, I think Avengers two is not great. Age see, of Ultron. I mean, it's decent. Yeah, it's not my favorite. But the the thing with the Avengers movies is the problem they with all Avengers build. Yeah, but the problem with the Avengers two is it's kind of dark and depressing. It just kind of has a weird tone. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The first Thor doesn't Yeah, but it does have the Thor hammer yeah. scene, and that's just so good. It just feels like it's right it's out of like a comic. It's like a little moment, but yeah. I know, I know. I like the beginning, though. And the it, beginning may, it may have the best Stan Lee cameo of them all, too. Could be. Because then the Avengers 2 is where he like, drinks Thor's oh, drinking yeah. alcohol. He's like, I have been, I could do this before you or whatever. And then he's like walking out Excelsior or something all drunk. <laughs> I know, I like the out. Ragnarok <laughs> one, though, where he's the barber. Yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> I remember liking Iron Man 3 when I saw it, but I don't feel any <sighs> desire to go back to watch it. I know, that. Iron Man 3 is just, it, it's a tough one. It's in that bottom five or so uh, to me i hate to say that because i think iron man 2 is after is worse than iron man 3 but really i'd take See, two before three. i think i would two would take two before but three anymore. i like said, i just like two i like the characters you know uh, the irony black panther is not that high for me it's yeah see black panther i like black panther it's it's somewhere in that middle area it's gonna be middle bottom middle bottom that's where i'm at middle bottom i mean it's decent it's just nothing i i liked it because i felt like you had like captain marvel it had it had a little bit of a james bond feel i felt like in some respects as well as a whole different culture thing going on which between the two of those things i really liked black panther so yeah it's amazing how many of those movies there are now i know yeah very true Captain Marvel, though, yeah, it's got to be down there for it's whatever reason. It's, just, uh, it's middling, but then it, it but is. But the problem but, with being, the problem being is, middling yeah. is it goes pretty low. It's good for a DC movie. It's pretty crap for the yeah. Marvel stuff. The first Doctor way. Strange isn't great either. So yeah, yeah, I back and watched it. That's the thing. Like I like Doctor Strange, the but Doctor Strange is just but so like him, in general. His, but I his like stuff. him more when he's like in a with a group. Cat yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Even in Spider Man, the last Spider Man movie. It was he was better as like a supporting character than mm-hmm. a central character. But I, did, I always felt he was that way in the comics, though, too. Yeah, I mean, nobody ever read Doctor Strange the series. Uh, there were people because of Ditko. People loved the Ditko. Yeah, but Ditko only stuff. did like ten issues. Probably. I think he did more than that, but yes. I don't know. But, but yeah. I think like the older, like it's just like anything, like in the sixties or whatever. Is anybody, or 70s. Are any of those people alive who read Doctor Strange in the sixties? <laughs> Probably. Okay. Yeah. Yes, they would only be in their like sixties, wouldn't they? Seventies, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Oh, seventies. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm just saying. It, I, there are people that do like it. I mean, yeah. And, 
I'm not a big Doctor Strange fan by any stretch. I just mean the actual when we were kids, the Doctor Strange series was always like at the bottom. Well, of the yeah, series. people didn't read it. It was no, just kind but of a, they were always restarting it because they couldn't get a, it to sell. But it's a, it's a weird thing though because you're trying to do something that's more magic oriented in a yeah. freaking superhero you know universe in some ways yeah. i mean it, it's a good idea it's just i don't know how you make it as uh good for the masses i guess in general you know uh, more acceptable to the masses because he does all these weird trippy stuff you know type things i mean think of the first one where he goes to wherever the fuck world Damaduru or whatever is that, you know, and, and things. and Agamato? So, I don't, I don't know. know. It's been long. I don't even yeah. remember very much. The, Surprisingly, the they Black played. Widow movie was in the middle pretty solid because I really enjoyed the Black Widow movie. Like, that was yeah. really good. It's, yeah. But it's, then, of the newer stuff, Shang-Chi was the only one that kind of ranked kind of in that um, kind of middle middle upper you know. Boy, now I... Not middle upper, middle, middle lower. Now I have to figure but, it out. But, like, Eternals was pretty low. Yeah, Eternals would be way low, unfortunately. It would be down there in that bottom probably 10 or so, maybe in the bottom five. Mm-hmm. See, Shang-Chi... It was I pretty would, decent. I thought Shang-Chi was I pretty I liked it a yeah. lot. I would probably... Like, it would be like... I, I would mean, say how many it's in my top 15. Yeah, it's definitely my top That's what I'm saying. Top yeah. 15. I, what, 20? 22, 23. 22. 21. 22. How many are there? How many? I think there's up to, like, 28 now, aren't they? yeah. So I think Shang-Chi would be, like, so, 16, 17 or something. That's why I figured that Shang-Chi would be... I'm, I'm thinking 15 is, like, that midpoint. Yeah. But, um, type things. All right. Well, you guys didn't rank him, but it was still a fun conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That All right. Better. Should we talk about Obi Wan? Uh, hold on, couple little things. Uh, see here. I watched Jackass the movie. That one's that's actually pretty funny, or whatever the hell the latest one is. So I've never I watched know. any of Jackass them. Jackass forever. I can't, I can't say I've watched any of them either. You know, I watch the series sometimes. It shows how old I am. But uh, you know, I I, I, I happen to watch this one, and yeah, it's 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 pretty funny. Especially though, I mean, I don't know, funny and is scary in HBO some places. Or I, don't I think know. it's streaming on something. So it's streaming on something, I'm sure. But yeah, so I watched uh, Jackass. I watched 12 Strong. I had never seen that movie. That's the one with Thor. Uh, it's got Chris Helmsworth in which they're... It's like right at the beginning of the attack on Afghanistan after uh, 9-11. And those guys go over, start trained. It's basically a military special unit that goes over there trying to, to talk with them. But the big thing about it is the fact that they're going through the mountains of of Afghanistan and stuff. It's like to be on horses all the goddamn time. So 12 strong is the fact memorable is, is the fact that they're referencing the fact that there, there was a unit of 12 guys that had to go through on these damn horses and things. Hmm. Yeah, you're right. The thing that makes it more memorable is the fact that it is based on a true story on the fact that those guys are recognized for being a big part of the early, you know, war Mm -hmm. and, and laying things out. But the movie itself is kind of, it, it it's middling because of the fact that it's it falls into the the what would you stereotypical tropes you know of you know we got to split the team oh this guy's going to be caught in this you know you know whatever type stuff it's saying lines you know that are just think of any military movie you know type things of honor and whatever you know type things you know saying lines like that you know and stuff mm-hmm. and it, you know it's it's still it's kind of got that feel good type of thing I think at it in the end of the day. But there's nothing, to your point, real special, I guess, about it. But the story behind it, I found, was a little bit more uh, incredible there. And then I finally seen Quiet Place 2. I hadn't seen that damn thing. 
And it had been out for how, however long. I thought it was really good, though. Yeah, Hell, it was as, definitely as, just as good as the first. Yeah. So it, it had kept that same, you know, suspenseful well, type it, thing. It felt very, very much like just a middle part of a movie. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's almost like one movie and just a middle part of it. So, yeah, it's good. Okay. So, Obi-Wan? So, I like the when first... When did the new ones come out? Today. Today. Oh, so they drop Wednesday? They yeah. drop Wednesdays. Number so aren't you caught up? Today's no. was like the bomb. No, wow. I haven't watched today's. Uh, so come on, guys. I watched it before I came over here. was pretty good. A little slow. The second one, I felt I started to see some cracks. And then Ed Brubaker puts out a newsletter. And he was and he was talking about it. And he was like, he's like, I'm sure people have said this before. I'm not the first one to say this, but... Star Wars is kind of broken by the fact that George Lucas decided to make Darth Vader Luke's father. Because that's the dumbest retcon ever, and it just breaks so many things in the movie. And the more you think about it, the more it does break it. And I think the problem with this series is it's in the the throes of that moronic sort of decision of that. You know what I mean? Mm-mm, not at all. So, they literally hid Luke on the planet that Darth Vader is from and they put him with his relatives and they named him Luke Skywalker. So I count that there's 28. So how would Darth Vader not find him? Like they literally hid him in the one place to look. They named him with the same last name as him. Well, so here's the thing. Honestly, in the big scheme of things, with whatever type stuff, you they probably have from a Star Wars type of universe. I think it fit things just fine. He could have done his first three prequel. He could he did his you know original trilogy and even the sequels. You know, do whatever you want to say because it's all after the damn you know Darth Vader after type stuff. Fact, you know, it's fine. My thing is, is that in that six film area you know of things Darth Vader being Luke's father is fine because even if you call it Luke Skywalker there's freaking shit ton of planets whatever the hell else and he's running the goddamn empire he's the right hand man to whatever the hell you know types things is he and he hates his freaking <clears throat> home planet does he have any reason to have anybody go over there and do any of this it's a you know you're talking about a universe you know, but the Inquisitors tracked Obi-Wan But there. yeah, hey, I'm talking about a six-film trilogy <laughs> okay. of type thing. Or a six-film trilogy. I'll Two trilogies, that's whatever a, Okay, else. that's my point. Okay. You're exactly, you're hitting so, my point. But here, now you're getting into the problem where Disney buys this thing. Correct. And they're like, how the hell do we tell stories Correct. with these other early characters? <laughs> they need to stay away any. from that Bingo. era. Bingo. They need because to get the The more they there. get in there, the stupider it sounds. Yes. And yes. that's my point. It's yes. like, you're right. If they just left it as, like, the original trilogy and even the prequel trilogy, that was fine. Like I said, even the last three is fine. The more you get into those, like, eras with extra stories and you try and get around and you sort of skirt around those characters, it just gets dumber and dumber. Oh, it does. It does. And wait until you see episode three. Oh, I can't imagine. Because episode two, I'm like, are you telling me Obi-Wan Kenobi doesn't know that Anakin is Darth Vader? 
Yeah, but then what? again, he's been in a freaking... It's frickin', 10 years, he hasn't heard anything? He hasn't heard anything, but he's he been... He he died. He's been putting his head into the damn and sand, too. And he's been hiding. He's been hiding. He hasn't been listening to anything. I mean, it, I, I... How can Star Wars be science fiction when they have these spaceships? They don't have the internet where there's, but, like, a national but, news? But, but to your point, in, the, in Episode 3, it's not going to be much of a spoiler, but freaking Vader... Finds out where the hell Obi-Wan's at, and he's there, like, in a flash, you know, type things. But here's the thing, to your earlier point, if these Grand Inquisitors and everything else can find Obi-Wan, who's going by Ben Kenobi. Oh, yeah, Ben Kenobi. Ooh, what a a good alien. Ben, you know, type (laughs) things, you know, type stuff. But, you know, you're right. The the fact that they find Ben, you know, Obi-Wan as quick as they do, and you're telling me that they can't find Luke and be there on top of that. You know, this this show has really broken that (laughs) aspect. It's broken everything. You know, type of of, of things. Well then, so the Inquisitors knew to kidnap Leia and that Obi Wan would come to her. Did they? Do they know who she is? I don't know. That, I mean, how did well, they? Well, none of them do, except for I. That's the other problem I have with the Obi Wan show. You know, <laughs> is the, the the Black Inquisitor? What is it? The third sister or whatever sure. the hell else? She seems to know a whole hell of a lot more than she gives on, yeah. you know. And so now you're trying to figure out how much does she really know, what her motivations are, and they're keeping that stuff hidden for like maybe a big reveal later. But, but I, I'm having a difficulty with that character because I can't figure out really if she knows this much stuff and she's trying to get under Vader's good graces, but yet she's doing all this other type of things and, <clears throat> and I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm confused with what that character's motivations really are, you know, yeah. type of thing. And I've been watch I watched the clone wars where like Anakin and Obi-Wan are jumping around chasing people, you know, like, you know, Cad Bane and they're like bouncing all around. He can't fucking track down Leia, a little girl running from him in a crowded city. I mean, I watched the Clone Wars where they're running. Well, around. but part of the thing is that he's, he didn't he's want to rusty. attract attention. No, it's not even that he is rusty. Rusty is he? He seems to be crap. He barely saved her when she fell off a freaking roof. I know. So, and he doesn't seem to know how to use a lightsaber anymore either. So, I mean, he he's just out of there. So, yeah. well, he didn't even try to use his lightsaber in the so, episode two. Yeah, he, he just does. Runs. He does in the third one, but uh, he, I don't know. He he's just. It's like they're getting the whole like. Mark Hamill, Luke, and Last yeah. Jedi problem, how they're making Obi-Wan, they're ruining the and, character. But it's not ruining the character. At least with Obi-Wan, you feel... I, honestly, if I was one of the best-known Jedis, you know, of all time, and this war hero and everything else, and then it all went to shit, and all my buddies and everything else died, hell, I'd probably be some freaking drunk in a damn alley somewhere, you know? Yeah. So, so the fact that he's a depressed guy that hasn't used the Force for a decade... And it has lost touch with it is is a little bit more believable to me than what they did with Luke Skywalker because at least I felt like Obi Wan, you know why he's, he's well he's doing he's got a job to do right so, he's doing a job kinda, he's protecting Luke he's watching over he's him. using that though as a damn as an excuse as yeah a crutch, definitely I would think he'd be keeping his force stuff up to speed so if something happened that he could help defend it or whatever yeah, I, what does he think's gonna happen well I think he thinks they're gonna find him I mean they literally hit him on his. Anakin's home planet and named him Luke Skywalker. Yeah, I know. I mean, I would think that's pretty... Not a good strategy. Yeah. Probably not. But you're right. Revisiting... This, this era is era bad. Is, it, it doesn't really fit very well with what other things have happened. So if you want to call it the dilemma of what he did in his space opera of having 
this bad bad guy being the father. Well, I guess you could call it that. But quite frankly, Lucas never expected to do any of that. And yeah. for for the intents and purposes of what he had in a story and an outline, it worked just fine. It's when yeah. you can keep picking on that. You know, oh, totally. Of, like, I think if they had just left it alone, like there hadn't been all this extra stuff, it'd be fine. But, but you know, the more you for pick the, at it, the well, but for the it same sounds. same things, did I mean, the, look at Solo. That's probably why it was one of the least, you know, liked films, you know, as well. I mean, you're going back in that time frame and trying to take a beloved character and try to show what did they do before this, you know, type things. Do we yeah. really need to know that? I don't know, you know, type things. And how do you make it interesting? It's very tough. You yeah, know, without breaking stuff. Yeah, Rogue One somehow man- managed to do it pretty good. Yeah, but well, then again, it was mostly characters that bingo. It didn't focus. On, it was all new characters for the most oh, part, right. or characters that had just passing lines in the film, and it wasn't a character that had any type of yeah. real r- big resonance within. They just need to tell that. different stories within the Star Wars universe. Absolutely, they've got tons of yeah. They got tons of characters. They could they could have picked something else. You know, that's where I think. You know, Mandalorian succeeds, you know, even if it's trying to play between, say, Return of the Jedi and the the uh, Force Awakens, they can get away with a whole hell of a lot because it's yeah. just some guy that's on the fringe of the world. Correct. And it's not really trying to tie into the Skywalker that's right. mythos. That's right. Book of Boba Fett. I mean, it it's fun. kind of a weird one, but yeah. It, but there again, that's what they should have done is here again is you pick some character. Oh, if I, yeah, yeah. Well, you can tell it'll be one story, but don't tie it into the Skywalkers and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Have him go do what he was doing. Yeah, that's true. You're tying him in with the two freaking twins and everything else. Yeah. yeah and Darth Vader. To which boot. really surprised me. So, I thought they were going to do like a Obi-Wan one-off. This is a little adventure you went on. I know they were going to tie it into like Luke and Leia and have Darth Vader and all that stuff. I'm like, wow. Yeah, I didn't either. That's but I guess it, maybe their idea was this is why Leia is like looking for Obi Wan Kenobi as her only hope, you know, at the beginning of A New Hope too, because she has something there. Yeah, well, the New so, Hope it kind of sounds like she doesn't even know who Obi Wan is. She just has heard the name or something. Somewhat, but because <laughs> doesn't she doesn't act like she really knows him? I guess they yeah, don't really interact really. at all, do yeah. they? They, they never even see they each don't, other. Yeah, they don't even really see each other because he's a freaking. But, when I watched the first Star Wars, did you get the impression that Leia had a relationship with Obi Wan previously? I, I did not know. get that impression. But Correct. May, but but now they're saying she did. It's like well, she could have. That's weird. But if she doesn't meet him again, you know, in another, you know, decade or nine years or whatever the hell, I mean, you're probably just fine. I mean, I she has fond it. memories of this old grandfather guy, and and it, I don't know, isn't bro. it Bale? And her father didn't she say her father's the one that told her to get in touch with him or Bale? Bale to get in touch with Obi Wan. Yeah, I think Obi- so. That's what I'm saying. But now they've established that she has a relationship with him from her previous. That she thing. met him at some point in time previously. No, I understand that, but it was a this whole thing like Obi Wan act like he's never seen R two D two and C three PO. I never been through to me. I've never seen them before. It's like, dude, you ran around with them for freaking twenty years. Obi Wan or. Anakin perspective, yeah. I don't know. Those ones never really bothered me. Whatever. When it came to the droid thing, it was just kind of that thing. Is like, yeah, you know, Vader's been through hell and fried and whatever. It's so funny. They complain about how, like, the new trilogy, you know, how they didn't have an outline and they were just flying by the seat of their pants. Oh, man. (laughs) <laughs> go rewatch the original trilogy it's just as bad he's just flying by the seat of his pants and making shit up as he goes along Lucas? <laughs> yeah. oh yeah oh yeah they're brother and sister 
ooh, gross. They were like really like they were really close. They, in that they first almost thought one. they were yeah. gonna be an item. Yeah. Their brother and sister. Oh, what the heck. I can't even watch that scene anymore. Yeah, but here's the thing, though, is that... I, here's the thing. From the first three f- films, he did have some overall outlines. Well, yeah, but he kept getting else. these great ideas that he kept he adding would tweak in. It. You're right. He would get these great ideas and go, oh, I want to do this. It would be know, really cool if Darth Vader was Luke's father. But, oh, yeah, okay. It would be really cool if they were brother and sister. Oh, no, I really want it. Did you see the second movie, Lucas? <laughs> yeah, I think you wrote it. <laughs> it's not that cool anymore. Mm-hmm. Did it bother you that much? I don't know that it bothered me that much. I, I, I just, watched, I just rolled with it. I don't know. I just watched Obi Wan so, Kenobi. You know. Like I was like, hey, this is kind of cool. New character. But yeah, if you try off your brain, it's fairly enjoyable. I'm, I'm. It's really easy for me to turn my brain off. But man, you start I enjoy it. You don't start, get me wrong. Yeah, I mean, I it's, it's Star Wars, like, so you start I mean, picking it apart. Oh my it, god, you get you and McGregor in there, you know, and stuff, and I'm, I'm gonna watch it, you know, type. Type oh yeah, I'm totally is, watching it. I'm just saying good. that this is not, and it's revisiting some things. And it, oh. I, I, I felt like the first episode was a little slow, but, um, but overall, I'm, I'm still enjoying it. I'm ready you for know. a reboot. I, and, and you know, I, I, I forgive I almost idea. every, you know, Star Wars I thing can't. because. Because and, you know, I I'll go buy things like that all the damn time. I but yet Rise of Skywalker, I picked that damn thing apart for whatever the hell reason. I just I hate that movie, and I don't know why. It's why not, is it a bad idea? Which is bad reboot idea. Star Wars? Yeah, just totally remake it from episode one to nine. Nine, the whole redo thing. the whole thing. No, and make it like continuity and actually fix all the plot holes and don't make it stupid. It's gonna be terrible. It would be terrible. It would be terrible. It's supposed to be a little stupid. In its own way, I guess. I mean, honestly, Rise of Skywalker should I should not be as hard on that thing as I am. I want to go home tonight and watch them all. Starting one, might as well. It fits right into the stupidity of the rest of them. I mean, what's funny is like uh, the really good creators like Favreau and Filoni. They can take all that stupid and they can come up with like really genius, you know, great, deep, resonating ideas out of those shows and like build on them. And that's amazing that they're that creative and they can do that when they have such a crumbling foundation. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, have you gone over to the Star Trek side now? I did you know. Know. totally abandoned Star Wars. Because like, Filoni is a Trek. genius. He's like, yeah, it's called like the Duel of Fates because like what would have happened if Qui-Gon had lived and he had raised Anakin? Like it all would have been different. I'm like, yeah, I never thought of that. That's brilliant. Floney I don't even think George, I don't even think George Lucas thought of that. Way too much about Star Wars, though. <laughs> I don't too. even know who he is. He is a guy with a cowboy hat most of the time that created Clone Wars, Rebels, and he's a huge input into the Mandalorian. <laughs> he so. like takes this sketchy like foundation and like builds something awesome. But he does. Do honestly, that? he. Favreau comes in and Favreau is like the idea guy, you know, of going, okay, I got these ideas and I, and I know how to, I, how I want to tell a story. And Filoni's the one that comes in and says, well, here's how you put it into Star Wars continuity and keep it, you know, within the Star Wars, you know, theme and whatever the heck else, you know, and not to say that Favreau can't, but Filoni's kind of like the editor in a way or the check guy you know hey would this be something that this character would do well back in blah 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 and this you know whatever i mean the guy's an encyclopedia of star wars right. so 
so he can tell him, you know, where he needs to go. So the two of them together is like, that's what made the Mandalorian as good as it was because you had a, a good idea guy and you had the other guy who was like the Star Wars historian, you know, kind of combining in there to, to do some stuff. And, and Filoni, I, I don't, I, I, I probably don't give him as much credit as I should. The fact that he knows how to craft uh, Star Wars characters. He knows how to create those type of characters into that that universe very well. I mean, give all, give him all the credit for what Ahsoka and yeah. and keeping you know Obi Wan and Anakin interesting throughout some of those other things. I mean, hell, the whole Rebels crew is actually went after I watched that show. I was like, that you know, that's not that bad for it's you know very an, good. an animated you know series type thing. So it's better than some of the live action stuff. Uh, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree, but yeah, I I do understand your points there with Obi Wan. I like it, but I think I like it more just for the fact that I feel like uh, uh, I like the actor, you know, and stuff. And I'm willing yeah, to I actually, really look past a whole lot. I of stuff. actually enjoyed it. So. I just thought it was worth pointing out some stuff I read, and it kind of made me think. It's like yeah, yep. And I was fine until I saw like that end of the second episode and I was like he doesn't know that Anakin's alive and that he's Darth Vader I thought that was kind of common like knowledge but I guess Why not would it be common knowledge yeah I don't know he's running the empire everybody knows who the emperor and the empire is but everybody knows who Darth Vader is nobody knows who he is underneath there nobody sees him yeah, yeah. even in empire and everything I mean, he's always wouldn't like Obi-Wan, in the thing wouldn't Obi-Wan kind of be like I wonder who that dark Jedi is it's Emperor's right hand man yeah. no probably not he thinks he was dead think about he left it. the emperor was picking up weird told, souls all the time between Maul and Dooku and, and he told yeah he told uh didn't he tell uh, Padme that Anakin was gone? Like, he yeah. thought he was dead. He thought he was dead. Yeah, yeah. I, so why would he and, think And so he's, he's out there dead. on Tatooine where it's not like the news capital of the world by any yeah. means. Right. I mean, it's out well, there or something. Well, I guess in A New Hope, he knew who Darth Vader was and that Darth Vader was like, And this show father. is explaining that. And so I, 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 assumed he right. always, I always assumed he just knew. Well, you assumed wrong. Well, you assumed poorly. Because, uh, <laughs> when you assume... Now they got to tell you the story me. for why he knows that Darth Vader. I mean, he knew, between the two things I saw, he left Anakin to die, and in the new, new Hope, he knew he was Darth Vader, so I assumed he figured it out fairly quickly, but no, apparently because, not. because, see, that was an inconsistency between the movies. See, he pointed it out right there. It really wasn't. Obi-Wan S- thought he was dead, and then in, in somehow in Building Empire Strikes... Building that foundation. That's right, and somehow in Empire Strikes Back, he knew he was alive. So how did that happen? Here we go. We need a six-episode story to tell you how he knows this. I'm good. Listen to Ed Brubaker just... Done with all your pop culture all right. stuff? Comics. What comics did we read? Not much. I read a couple big things. I read our required, and I read our other required. Me and Scott. What did you guys talk about? Ghost in You, the Ed Brubaker, Ed Sean Phillips latest reckless. Did you read this? Yeah, it's right here. I wouldn't (laughs) bring it if I didn't read it. You wouldn't bring it if you didn't read it, Scott. Really? I think you just. Why would I just cart this around? Because I thought maybe you're going to read it during the podcast. (laughs) I forgot what happened. Even, There's a ghost. Evelina. There is no ghost. There is no it's ghost. Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. So we have. Uh, so I really like this. I'm curious to what you guys. Girl thought. that's doing a 
thing for Elvira or something. Evelina. <laughs> Evelina. Yeah, no, Evelina. I like that. Come Evelina. on. Evelina. Yeah. Get it right. And Brew Baker totally met Elvira at a comic book convention. Right. The day. Totally when he was a kid. I'm, I know he did. I would believe it, to tell you the truth. I'm sure I did. Um, I really like this. I like all of this stuff. This just fits right in. I, I'm kind of into the the haunted stuff, the murder house, like the, you know, all that stuff. So it was cool. Um, I kept bouncing around trying to, I could, I didn't know who it was. I thought it was the cop at one point. You're partially right. Well, yeah, sort of, but, um, I guess he was in on it, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. He's the one who gets smacked down at the end. He does. Um, so anyway, go ahead. What happened to the money though? I'm just bouncing around. He had found or whatever. Did they find some money? I don't know. I was a little confused on that part because they were there because there was supposed to be some money in the house. And so he team the cop was teaming up with those two, you know, what would you say, homeless people or whatever yeah. the heck else. Vagrants. And it sounded like she was trying to make an accusation at the end that the cop that oh they actually found something and then you <clears throat> got them out of the mess and have the stuff you know in there even though she didn't know if he did or not and then Ethan was in there or whatever and well I thought she was bluffing she thought maybe he did and so she was saying that yeah. she knew he did and so then he admitted it because he was a moron kind of. Yeah, but, did, but so yeah. did did he admit he did, that he did find some money? Yeah, that they did find some money. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think so. So, but who got that then at the end? That just went to the rest of the police department, I guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah, wherever he hid. Because then they well, tore down the house and were like, "Yeah, nobody said they found anything else," you know, type thing. So it was like, yeah. "How much money was there?" or Whatever else. They kind of, you know, it is a thing where yeah, that was like a little here you go, a little carrot, you know, and then just uh, it was the MacGuffin in the story, I guess, and just kind of forgotten about. But yeah. I don't know. But anyway, it, it was a good one story. It is good. Yeah, I I liked it. But did I, you guys I, mind that it was just Anna and not I did no not Ethan? Right? It worked. Fine. Yeah, I think it, it worked just, very the well. The only thing that that I didn't get is why, why would she like? She's not a ghost hunter. Like, yeah. Why would that lady? I know that she was recommended by a friend or whatever. But what is what is she? I guess she thinks she can do an investigation and and debunk it. There's probably like, not yeah. a bunch of ghost hunters around at that point. But I think she was just looking for somebody like a private eye and detective. And really didn't need a psychic, you know. She needed, yeah, somebody that could investigate. That was the only thing I didn't really get. How she got the job, yeah. Well, why? Why, why she, she even went? Even to like said somebody recommended her or something. Yeah, but why would she? Yeah, take but it wasn't the that job? she recommended her. She recommended the other guy. The, yeah, the team. Yeah, so but then speak. why would she go? Like, what was her? I try to find her dog. I don't know. It's like, oh, it's a haunted house. Okay. I think that was the thing. She, you know, met somebody that she liked and wanted to see if she could help, you know, type things. That's true. Yeah. I, I, that was the way I took it. Because I, th- I, I agree with you. I think there was a little bit of, why would you take this? And I, I felt like, yeah, the, the writing itself was trying to say, here's my thinking process on why I took this mission. Because, right. you know, I, I like this, you know. Lady Evelina. Yes, the lady from what it was and everything else. Right. And felt like he, she could at least solve some portion, hopefully being, finding the dog. Yeah. yeah. No, it was good. I liked it. Right up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. It was such a quick read, too. I mean, I mean, it just moves, doesn't it? Did you feel that? I felt like it just kept on yeah, it moved pretty yeah, well. clicking around, you know, type stuff. Brubaker's style on these books, he just kind of draws you in, and you just kind of, I mean, they're but not But he doesn't long. take too, that's right. He doesn't take too long on different things. He try, he, he has a good pacing, I feel, yeah. in his books. I agree. 
it's working. Whatever they're doing, yeah, it's working. Yeah. They're, they're knocking them out of the park. It's just amazing how consistently good they are. You know what I mean? Like, they don't really seem like they drop off at all. Yeah, it's great for my short-ass attention span. That's right. Scott doesn't like long books. I don't. Nope. No seventh eternity for him. Which one? That Reminder book. God damn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I do Wordy. And it's funny because this book looks wordy. You know what I mean? Like I know. a lot of words, but it doesn't read like it a lot It doesn't of words. feel that way, though, a lot of times. It feel wordy. It's a beautiful masterpiece of work. It's pretty good. Pretty what solid. What else you got? Me, Drew has the most, it looks like. I really don't. I have like two things. He's got fables. I I have fables two is things. like half his I have freaking two things stack. In fable. I read Decorum. Yeah. By Jonathan Hickman and Mike Huddleston. Huddleston. Yeah. Yes. Why do I have, why have I heard of this? Don talked about it a little bit. You Is finish. that what it was? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Don complained because it had a bunch of charts and stuff like Hickman likes to do. I do. Oh, is that what I bitched about? Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. You're like, it's like all charts and graphs and no story. And I mean, it's it's a fair, not really a fair you complaint, but it is, West. it was Hickman. Hickman. Okay. It has lots of charts. I thought it well. was, and and that's why this, like, I did. I think I did bitch about it. So decorum, it's actually a very basic story with a lot of world building wrapped around it, and some amazing artistic. Oh yeah, he gymnastics. like explained about all the things, and I'm like, why don't you fucking show me? He doesn't have that kind of time. It's, only it's not a novel. So it's set in the future. It's like a oh, intergalactic. God. So it's like a lot of reading, then, huh? It's like not really. It really reads pretty fast. It's like an intergalactic saga. Part of the universe has been taken over by like an AI. Like an AI race has risen up and sort of taken over part of the universe, and nobody else in the other parts of the universe goes there because they've kind of said, "This is our area. Don't come over here." Right. And then the main story is about this girl, and she's like a courier, and she gets wrapped up in like this assassin's. She's doing a courier job, and somebody comes in during her job and, like, assassinates some people. And the assassin, which is another female, she takes a liking to her and decides to recruit her for her assassin school and train her to be an assassin. Decides to be her protege, huh? Correct. So that's the basic story. Huh. Um, this like is, you, kid. But while this is the happening... professional, deadly class, I don't know. Yeah, it's very... It's been done before. Very rote. Yeah. But while this is happening, there's this AI race. Well, they're trying to, like, find this egg... Because there's, like, this, like, cult of, like, magician, like, religious people who are, like, cultivating this egg. And they're trying to get the egg. So they hire this Assassin's Guild to find the egg. And then, of course, all these different characters sort of intersect. And some chaos ensues. I'm going to have Scott read this, so I don't want to give too much away. But that's the basic gist of it. Because I think Scott will enjoy it. It's only eight issues. They're a little oversized. It looks like it's a huge freaking book. It's really not. It reads pretty fast. Because I know, right? What's cool is Mike Huddleston... I love his art. It's cool he just jumps around different art styles. Like, he'll go to, like, a painted art style, and then he'll go, like, to a normal comic style, and then he'll go to, like, a really sketchy kind of... You find that cool? Yeah, it's like he's just jumping around. Like, he changes the art based on... You know what story he's trying to tell, and it's just really neat, and so it just shows how versatile he is. Get ready to go on a journey, Scott. But yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, hmm. Like I say, it's a lot of world building, and is all that necessary? Uh, Does it have not. a twist ending? Uh, not. I mean, I guess. Kind Holy of, cow! Really. Look at all that crap. That was like getting 
that one of the end of the one of those issues or something. I don't know what it was. But then there's like pages where there's, there's like no nothing. words, Scott. It looks like it's with, like there's like four pages here that are no trying words. Trying to make me read the next Watchmen or something. I'll no, to, this is not that. And look. this is all just pinups and stuff. I have to look so and see good. if I finished it. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It goes like it doesn't sound that interesting after I get it explained to me. But yeah, it's pretty cool. But yeah, I really liked it. But I like Hickman. I pretty much like anything Hickman you do. does. And so, but I can totally see how this like kind of went into like his three world, three moon thing. You know that wow, he's doing. Wow, it's so heavy too. Golly, it's a nice book. It's nice high quality hardcover. High quality paper there. But so. uh, yeah, I would highly so recommend yeah. Decorum if you're into dense science fiction world building stuff. Yeah, if you like Hickman. If you like Hickman as well. I yeah. do really like East of West. If you like East of West, I think you'll dig this. Yeah. I mean, even the, the little text pieces are pretty uh, easy to read. It's kind of like Brubaker. He's just, even he can even make text interesting. Text interesting. Huh. Oh, man, you read more Berserk, Don? Yeah. What volume is that? Two. Volume two. Did I talk about two? Of Berserk, the hardcover. Because I read the this. The Luxe edition. I read two. this a while ago. Because I'm, al I'm almost done with three now. Wow. But I can't remember if I talked about this. I don't know, dude. Does Matt Allison do any art in there? Matt Allison, no. Oh, the art's pretty cool. This guy. Um, God, who is it? Kento Mayura? Kento Kunte? Kentaro Miura. I, I guess it's Kentaro and then M I U R A Miura. Um, this is pretty good, man. I'm digging this, which I'm I'm all in anyway, so I better like it. Um, Probably so. Well, I've already dropped dropped a ton of cash on this thing, so I mean I've already bought. I have. I'm almost done with three. I have four and five sitting at my house, and I have like. Five, six, seven, and eight already ordered. Maybe nine. Really? I think there's going to be 13 total. No I think kidding. they've come out with like 11 so far. But yeah, I, I went all in after I read the first one. But like wow. these big giant like fight scenes, I mean like... And there's, there's like battle scenes where there's like everybody's on like freaking horses. And I don't know. It's his... his the detail in this thing is yeah, it's crazy. It? It's Jesus. really good. Um, so this is kind of like you can flip through it. And you said Sorry. this is about I Legend of Zelda or something. Yeah, it's Legend <laughs> of Zelda. <laughs> so this is really weird because it's like it. When I I've been thinking about it, and especially like when you did the talked about the uh, I don't even know the name of the fucking Brewbaker book that we just talked the Ghost in You. Uh huh. And he did it before where he starts at the. At the end, yeah. and then goes back. That's kind of what this is doing, but it, I don't think it starts at the end. It starts like in the middle and then goes back because the very beginning of it was basically uh, the main character. His name is Guts, G U T S, Guts. I believe that's his nickname or whatever. But like, he's moved, he's, it's in the future, and the main. Well, one of the main characters, like, there's these four or five gods or whatever, these people that are, like, gods, and he's, like, hunting them, and he has, like, a curse or whatever. And so you you get that part of the story, but then it goes back, and it starts to tell, like, his story from, like, his childhood, like, 
how he was like abandoned and like this warrior found him and like kind of brought him into like you know there's like all these there's this big war going on or like all these wars and so like there's all these little bands of uh of armies and they're for hire and like you gain prestige as and your your army grows and 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 then like eventually like it's not set in any real time you know what i mean like it's not in japan it's not like but there's like this big hundred year war that's been going on between people you know though anime but, has like kind of mastered that art of like just moving action in a 2d you know picture type thing you know or whatever here you know a, a stationary picture you know look at that dang thing where he's like hitting this freaking you know pitchfork you know you could just kind of you can feel it that's right yeah you know? and i really See love when that, he draws know? that because uh guts has this giant sword and like anytime yeah, he's too. anytime that he's swinging it or whatever like it's all the motion lines like it's very yeah. daniel warren johnson like i know daniel warren johnson probably like read a lot of manga or whatever mm, and probably like, so. and grabbed it but it it is very like i don't know i see a lot of that in here like you know, like that where there's just you know lines yeah but uh anyway i mean the art is really good but it is holy shit it's like an awesome kind of like epic like long freaking story journey or whatever like i was telling scott i think there's gonna be like 13 of these volumes oh wow um it's a lot of shelf space yeah but uh i need to buy a bigger house i do i need to buy a bigger house but um so there's like this big war going on and then like he gets picked up um, by like a band, uh, like a band of, uh, soldiers, like a small band of soldiers or whatever. And they kind of, I mean, he's a kid, he's like four or five and they're terrible people, obviously, but they kind of bring him along and then they kind of teach him fighting. And then like that shit goes crazy. And then he hooks up with this other band of, of warriors and they're really small, but I believe that like the the main leader of this group that he's been with for like all of book two and like all of book three is one of these gods like at the end at the be where we started the story you know what i mean so like he has this background with that character and like he becomes like a general in this guy's army and like he's like second and like he's really high up or whatever you know so it's interesting to see like this guy's path to where he gets to where he is and then what happens to them where they break off and then there's like four other characters so like through these you know 11 volumes of 600 pages like are we gonna see you know the other characters that they introduced at the beginning or what so i mean but i don't know the art's really cool it reads fairly quickly i mean it looks like a thick book there you know what i mean but i mean you can tear through them fairly quickly or you can spend as long as you want like looking at the art because like he does these giant battle scenes with armies and i mean it's horses everywhere and people in full armor and like battles and i mean it's i think like i read some stuff about this after and it's like you know it's supposed to be very mature and bloody and i mean there's a lot of decapitation a lot of blood spilling you know what i mean but it's in black and white so it's not like super gore it's not super gory but it is very violent but, but yeah like that that's what i like when he's swinging a sword you've got all those motion oh, lines yeah. or whatever but oh yeah there's a lot of heads getting cut off there's a lot of stuff but um anyway i like i said i I didn't know if I talked about two, and I'm almost done with three, 
And three, two and three are just like him just with this band of people. And there's like a, a girl um, that's like another, like him and her are kind of like second and third in command or whatever, generals. And so they kind of form a bond or whatever. Um, but uh, Do you have all 13 volumes? No, they're not all out. I think they've only released like 11 so far, but... Snap them up quick for the guy out of print. No, I know. I was telling Scott. Well, they don't. They don't go out of print. Everything like, goes out of print. I think they've been keeping these in because, like, when I look at the back, it Isn't doesn't it Dark say, Horse? It is Dark Horse. They've been keeping them in print because I know that my one and two are not first prints. Yeah, no. I mean, I'm not saying they haven't ever printed them again. They yeah. will eventually go out of print. Them. They will, but, I mean, they've been around for a while. But, yeah, I'm... I told Scott, I'm, like, all in. Like, I bought... I have... One, two, and three, I have four and five sitting at home. And then I think, like, I ordered through, like, uh, DCBS, because every once in a while they'll backlist them. Yeah. And I think I picked up, like, I've, I've ordered. I haven't received them yet, but I put them on my order. I've got, like, six, seven, and eight. And so then I've only got, like, nine, nine, ten. So, I mean, I'm, I've got a big chunk of it already. But, cool. yeah, that's my goal is I'm going to start buying them. How much are they a piece? They're 50 Retail 50. Um, if I can get them on um, DCBS or whatever, they're usually 30. 28 or 30. Yeah. But some of the older ones, if, if they're if they're not in stock with DCBS, I've had to buy them off Amazon. And I think the most I've paid for them are like 40. And get them for like 40. So I'm not paying full price, but I'm not getting like a super great discount on them. But I don't know. I'm I'm digging it. it That's cool. It's, it's the art cool. is really fantastic. Let yeah. me just watch the anime. But I think it's it only... It looks like it's out there, though, for me. Man, the the just... anime is... I think it only goes... Only part of the story. I don't think it covers the whole thing. Because I've watched... Don't like, talk how... crazy. <laughs> well, it only had like one or one season or two seasons. It says right here, Don, that... It has... And inspiring a parade of TV series, feature films, and video games. Okay. I know, but I the, know. the guy that... Which I think he finished it. He died. And he died. But he died recently. I so died I, I think he finished it. But last year. Yeah. Huh. Which, that's the thing. Like, if you go into the front of the book and it says, like, whatever, 2019 or whatever. Uh-huh. Like... But then you go to the end of the book and it says he died in 2021. Like, it can't that book a, killed him. It can't be a first. But what I'm saying is it can't be a first printing. Well, because not if that it was edition. printed in 2019. Well, that edition could be the first printing. It can't be. Why not? Because if it was printed in 2019, it uh, wouldn't say that he died in 2021 in the back of the book. Oh. You see what I'm saying? I just see what you're saying. Like, it usually says what edition it is. It doesn't. It, it says first edition in there. But oh, then it's the first edition. But it can't be. How can it be that the guy died if they printed it in 2019 and the guy died in 2021? How can it be a first printing? Okay. <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? I do. I do. Well, weird. I was like, not that it matters. I'm just curious, like, how many printings they did of these books because they're still in print. Like, I could care less if I have a 12th or a 13th or whatever printing. I'm just curious. Because in the beginning of it... Well, first edition and first says, printing are not the same thing. Okay. Well, that's what I was going to say. It says... Well, maybe you guys know what it is then. I don't know. But if I you go to, like, Indicia... It says first edition, June 2019. 
And then I think these have something to do with it, like 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. Like, aren't those in there for printings or something? Possibly. Like, it says first edition, June 2019. I mean, I thought Dark Horse usually listed, like, what printing it was somewhere. But maybe it doesn't. Oh, well. It's all good, man. Yeah. I'm not that concerned. But right. Yeah, no, I'm not either. It was just interesting because I look, look at this and I go, oh, it says first edition, June 2019. This must be a first edition. And then I get to the end and I'm like, oh, this guy died in 2021. I'm like, that can't work. Like, that math don't work out. I think edition is like the version of that book. Gotcha. And printing is the number of times they printed it. Gotcha. I could be wrong. Right. I'm open to that possibility. I don't know. I read something... Like, I read something on one of the comic book groups I'm in. Like, it might have been the Kayfabe uh, ringside or whatever. And they were saying that, like, your ISBN... Like, Changes all those printings. numbers mean something. Like, the first is, like... I don't know. I didn't understand it. But, like, it had to do with, like, when it was printed and how many printing... How many... I don't know. It was weird. That is weird. If I would have paid attention, maybe I would have learned something. But All right, Scott. Talk about Sharky. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, I'm really enjoying that book. I'm getting that sense. It, it's not like... I'm sorry, I keep going on. You do it's know, not though. like the greatest thing I've ever read, but uh, it's solid. You know what I mean? Like, it's uh, entertaining. I thought it was, like, really good. It's entertaining. It is good. It's fun. I enjoy it. Wow, you kind of undersold there at the end. <laughs> okay, whatever. I mean, I was... Well, I mean, I don't want... I like it. I really like it. Then own it, Don. Own it. That's right. right but I'm trying to Say, talk you It's friggin' awesome. It, and you're going to be like, and then you'll read it, and you're like, this is crap. I don't think so. You think so? I don't know. I think you would maybe like it. <laughs> more into it. I don't know about him, though. I like the Long Wolf and Cubs. Yeah. Which, all, see, I haven't read We that all know, either. though, that uh, Drew doesn't like anime or manga. Type I love stuff, manga. So. <laughs> I was the first guy in this group to read Akira, and I've read all Lone Wolf and Cub, and I read Pluto. Have you I always said that has done that? Up. I know. <laughs> I haven't even read Mon Wolf and Cub yet. <laughs> it's longer than this shit. Man. Yeah, I would have never watched Akira if it wasn't for, Don, for Drew. <laughs> yeah. It still gives me nightmares. <laughs> As it should. Me too. Alright, let's hear about Sharky. I read Sharky from Mark Miller. Sharky and, the Bounty Hunter. And Simone... Bianchi? Bianchi? Bianchi. Bianchi. He's Italian. Nobody knows. He's Italian. It's Italian, so I'm sure I just butchered the Fragili. crap out of it. <laughs> Fragili. <laughs> that would be French, wouldn't it? Uh, <laughs> I know, but that's... Uh, Christmas story, dude. I know! Uh, okay. I know! Oh, you're playing along. I, I am, yes. I think that's French. Uh, it could be a bowling alley. Anyway, uh, Sharky, boy, this is uh, just right up my alley in the same type of vein of my ADD, you know, type things. It's short, sweet, fast. I don't know Mark that there Miller. was. Yeah, Mark Miller. Uh, you know, it, it's fairly straightforward story. You know, you got a bounty hunter who's after a bounty. I mean, uh, <laughs> it's after a bounty. You know, uh, it, it and of course you know the old. It's like Mandalorian stole from it, you know, in some ways or shape or form, or maybe it stole from Mandalorian. Which one came out first? I don't know. But, um, but they came out exactly the same time. They you, both had the so perfect idea. Have you heard this before? A, a, a bounty hunter who doesn't like kids inherits, you know, a kid tag along that <laughs> is a total pain in the ass. This kid is, you know, talks all the time, gets into trouble, whatever the hell else. Meanwhile, he's trying to go get his bounty. So, 
but anyway, yeah. So the big, the biggest twist in this whole thing is the fact that when you get, he finally gets to the bounty, you find out that she's like some type of, you know, resistance, you know, leader type thing, and that he's doing a bad thing, you know, of, you know, trying to turn this in, I suppose. And then he has to go chase after the real bad men, you know, and working through that. But and I, I, I don't know. Is there really much else that was really? No, I, mean, I mean, he hooks up with his ex-wife. That's right, but I mean, there's there's other goofy things and his old team, you know, and thing and stuff yeah. like this. It tries to double cross him, you know. But I mean, if there's nothing hugely unique, I mean, even at the end, it's like he's dropping off the kid, and he's like, "Yeah, you'll be better off here." And then he's like, "Ah, nah, come on, we're gonna go cruise around the world." I feel so. like the best thing about that book was probably the art. I really like. Simone Bianchi's art, which I Did normally you? don't like Simone Bianchi, so, but this was better than his So his here's the superhero fun, stuff. You know, in, in, well, I'm taking this for a second. In some no, cases, you know, it's great. You know, so like some it. of this, this page and everything, the detail and the looks, you know, and everything are just really, really good. But there's some other parts where it's like he's either, you know, falling behind or whatever the hell else and it's just like he he just phones it in i there was like one panel in particular i know that i looked at and i was like what the hell was he trying to show here it was like he must have been on a deadline and just had to kind of go but i mean even some of this i'm you know type things i look at this corner you know where i mean i guess there's some stuff but then you look at some of these other ones where wow look at all the detail here and this one just doesn't seem to have the shading and some yeah. other aspects but there's like one there's one panel where he's got like the kid in which i you know he it's it looks like he drew like just a circle and a couple of eyes that weren't even like that they were cross-eyed and, and other things it was just way out there i'm like what the hell he's an artiste scott i guess but but yeah, I hear, I hear what you're saying. No, this one, in which I was like, okay, you look at some of this type of stuff, and then I look at this one, and it's like, yeah, there it's is like, like he had no, a ghost artist. yeah, some there is no, was doing that. no detail, it's just, it looks like something, Weird. you know, a, a 10-year-old would do, maybe, in some yeah. respects, I don't know, I hear what you're it saying. just, there's not even an eyeball in that other eye. So, you know, it's, it's just really weird. Strangely you know? inconsistent. Yes, yes, yeah. Hmm. But well, He's got two different colors on it, and then he also colors. So I don't know who colored what. <laughs> Maybe he was thinking he was going to fix that in the coloring, and then <laughs> the other guy colored that panel. And yeah. Like, oh, you really didn't do but that But I justice. think that was my only problem from an art perspective, is you're right. Some some pages, the art is just really so good, and then it, it takes it away from those other areas where it was like he decided to do no shading or anything and just like yeah. – here you go. Here was my uh, outline, you know, type thing. Quick, quick, you know, table, you know, scratches or something. I don't know. We met him at San Diego one time, and he was doing free sketches at Marvel. And he'd take your sketch where he just did this, like, it's like this scribble. And you could barely even tell it was something. And yeah. he did the exact same scribble. It's in Wolverine. Like, I can tell who it is. It's totally not Wolverine. It and is he did Wolverine. that exact same. He did one the exact for... same scribble in like Don's book. Yeah, like it's, it's like the exact same scribble, just identical, huh? You think nice. it's Wolverine? Yeah, it's Wolverine. Go get your sketchbook. No, no, he's not gonna go through that. But uh, anyway, but, but there's yeah. nothing spectacular about that. But there's nothing bad with it, and it doesn't overstay its welcome. I think is a big thing. Yeah, it's you perfect, know, I mean, perfect it, length. It, yeah, it 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 buzzes through. It doesn't. I think it's stay. gonna be a Netflix show. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I think all that type stuff is. Well, it didn't Miller sign his life away? 
He signed. Oh, I mean, he, he sold everything. IP away, yeah. Yeah. So. And then he's still making stuff for them for the next few years until they kick him to the curb. How does he? Right. He just has a a head full of just ideas, doesn't he? Well, things. like you can see, his ideas aren't exactly. They're not like, always. Mind, know, well, they're not like way out of left part. No, they're like some kind of like I suppose, but and I mean, they're usually a version of something that's already been done. Like I don't know if you ever read Lobo, but this guy's yeah, a lot like Lobo. Lobo. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah I remember Lobo. And you know, I mean, yeah. Nemesis is like he's like, well, what if Batman was evil? It's like okay, you know, in Superior, that was like Shazam, but. Slightly a twist. He takes like an idea and he so puts he, a little twist he, on he, it. He's very good at doing the twists on him, yeah, yeah. and making them entertaining. Correct. So. Yeah, he's he's a good he's a good story guy. Like he knows how to he take does. he knows how to take a germ of idea and just make it, you know, entertaining. Yes. Yeah. I re- I listened to an interview with him. You probably listened to the same one, but he said his trick is he comes up with the ending first, like the twist ending that he wants to do. And then he just figures out how to build up to that. To that, okay. And that's his big kind of like trick to how he comes up with his stories. He like he has like a concept, and then he comes up with the cool twist ending, and then he just figures, how am I going to approach work back. or work, yeah. work towards that? Yeah, Which, work back from there. I was like, it's actually a pretty good way to do it because then you already got the twist figured out, and you're just trying to figure out how to, how to build up to it. Yeah, how to tweak mm. things to get up to there. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. It's pretty smart. But still, I think that's the cool thing there. And yeah. the other thing he said in his interview, which I thought was really funny, is like. He's like, yeah, people, he was like out with friends and people were like, oh yeah, what's your favorite movie? And he'd be like, Jaws, you know? And they're like, you're not supposed to say Jaws. You're supposed to say something that's like, you know, artsy or like, you know, that's, you know, and he's like, but Jaws really is my favorite movie, movie. <laughs> you know? Because he just likes that kind of stuff. He just likes yeah. popcorn, kind of, not simple, but just kind of fun, entertaining stuff. Yeah, entertaining. That's yeah. his, th- that's his shtick, you know? That's what yeah. he likes and that's what he likes to write. Yeah. So, you know, that's how you go. Hmm. How we do? Do it. Let's have one more before. That looks horribly terrible. Horribly. This is Meteor Men by Jeff Parker and Sandy Jabrell. It is not horribly horrible. Hmm. It's very slice of life. It's the best thing you read. It's like about teenagers. It's like. Is it? I thought it was a sci-fi thing. Man, I'm going to really describe it in the way you're... It is sci-fi, but it's teenager sci-fi. So... It's like E.T. So it starts out... like a remake of E.T. There's this kid... Hmm, Okay. And his parents both died in a car accident from, like, a drunk driver. Oh, and so, that's a sad. And so he owns, like, a farm Damn, you called this that he inherited from his parents. And he has, like, an uncle who's kind of like his guardian until he comes of age or whatever, you know, who kind of looks after him. Or whatever. Anyway, there's going to be a big meteor storm. And so he lets a bunch of teenagers and the professor from the local university and his uncle, they all come and they're going to watch the meteor storm from the farm because you can get a really Sounds good... Sounds like the next Keynes Film Festival. Good view. And so there's this big meteor storm. And there's a meteorite that lands in his property. And it's a pretty big size one. And it, like, breaks open and it's, like, hollow inside. Does that happen about halfway through? No, this is, like, oh. the first two minutes. <laughs> okay. It's, like, first two pages. <laughs> all right. And so this whole thing where they want to, like, the grab the meteorite to study big. and the professor wants it. Well, anyway, it turns out these meteors landed all over the Earth. And all of a sudden, aliens start appearing. Oh. And so it's Mars basically, attacks. it's like an X-Files type uh, slice of life, you know, story. It's called, it's called Meteor Men because it turns out, I'm going to give the big twist away. Is that how War of the Worlds started? I mean, wasn't it meteor type? But yeah, like aliens start appearing, the government's trying to like say, oh yeah, it's just a hoax, and you know, they keep appearing more and so more. So either get bacteria, a loud music, or what's the other thing that kills them? I think the meteor opens and Reese's pieces just spill <laughs> out of it everywhere. Yeah, pretty much. 
So anyway, it's a X Files alien invasion. Not really invasion because the aliens are fairly. Squirm with water. More of an ET. The aliens are fairly friendly. But the government is evil, trying to kill the aliens. And he gets all wrapped up in it. Nice. And there's a slight little teenage romance angle yeah, in there. Yeah, I saw. But I saw the kiss. But it's funny because it says yeah. it's it's the expanded edition. Uh-huh. And I think they added some of those slice of life things in after. Because you check out the art style slightly changes. Because the guy, I think, went back in and drew some new pages to kind of flesh out girl. the slice of life. Sandy Gerald. No, I think it's a dude. Sandy. Yeah, no, I think it's a dude. Huh. But I, mean, I, I haven't met I him or her. I guess that's a guy's name i just originally thought girl for sandy but i think i, I think he a does dude. a lot of dc work now and i thought i looked him up and i thought it was a dude hmm. so in addition meteor me and sandy has drawn archie batman 66 black canary dc bombshells united jungle gym reggie and me teen titans go and neil gaiman's north mythology hmm. but i think this was like him and jeff parker's kind of first thing that they did like kind of their indie yeah. break into the scene kind of thing but no it's decent it wasn't anything like mind blowing or great, but it was fine. Yeah. So, hmm. solid. Okay. Not, not mind blowing or anything. Gotcha. How was Dark Ages done? That was pretty much. I wouldn't call it terrible, but it wasn't great. Um, I don't know. It's like. I don't know. So, all right. Let me ask you a question. This Please is the do. issue that I had with the book. Okay. When Cyclops uses his shit that shoots out of his, his eyes, eye beams, yeah, his eye beams, uh-huh. it's a concussive force, right? I mean, it's like that was a, how I under, always understood it. It's, it's like getting hit force. in the face, like it doesn't yeah. start fires, it doesn't like. No, it's a concussive force. So, this is total bullshit, and I think Tom Taylor's a total jackass because he doesn't know, unless it's like an alternate universe, and that's what. But so, the. The pink man, whatever the fuck his name is. Like, he's controlling Cyclops. Purple man? The purple man, yeah. <laughs> the, he's controlling Cyclops, and he uses Cyclops' beams, and it basically just disintegrates. It will strip off Wolverine down yeah, to that's not his bullshit. bone. Yeah, it can do that. I think that's how. It's a blunt... It's like getting smacked in the head. It's not like uh, vaporize or anything. If you hit it's, Flash with enough blunt force, it would strip off bones. But, like, that? You think? Yeah, I think so. Nah, I call bullshit on that. And it's not like it's burning it off him. It's like shh, knocking it off him. Huh. I I mean, it's like... Mm. It's kind of like how a wind can strip off, like, rocks and stuff. It's just much more concentrated, right? Maybe. I guess. I don't know. I mean, I, that, that'd be my thing. I it's crap. But, anyway, so Dark Ages fan. is basically... There's, like, a, an alien or, like, a being or whatever that lives... In the center of the earth. Oh, of course. Like, I wrote a story the, about that one. The earth is hollow. <laughs> this guy was like <laughs> placed there by like aliens in the future. I, in the past. I don't know. There's a dude that lives in the center of the earth. And he's going to like destroy the earth. In a van so, down by the river? Yes, in a van down by the river. So Doctor Strange. When I was a teenager in high school, they made us write a story about a mythology like make up our own like mm-hmm. god or something i wrote a story about a guy who lived in the center of the earth who like created gravity nice yeah tom taylor stole this idea i think he did i think he so, did was he in my english class he might have been and so um i believe it's dr strange somebody somebody drops like this giant emp which is the only way to like um stop this 
alien or whatever and save the earth but for some reason that emp is so strong that it blows out all of the electricity like ever in existence for the earth so like seven years later they're still living in the dark that's why it's the dark ages there's no electricity and then Apocalypse gets a hold of the purple man and Apocalypse is trying to take advantage of the situation and like he wants to like blow up the earth like he wants to set the guy free which he thinks that will like propel him into his godhood and blow up the earth so you've got the good guys and then you've got Apocalypse and his bad guys and they just kind of fight each other until you know the end of the book so that's the story. Like, that's the meat of... You know, like, so that's the premise. Cool. And then it's just... And this is X-Men, right? So it's like... Uh, no, it's got, like, Spider-Man. Um, um, so it's like an event Four. book. Yeah, it's an event book. It's got uh, Power... Or, uh, Luke Cage and, like, uh, What's-Her-Face and the, their hmm. baby. and. But hmm. it's kind of... Because it's Spider-Man... But he's married to Mary Jane and they have a kid. So it's like an alternate thing? Kind of, sort of. Like, some of it's alternate and some of it isn't. And so, like, uh, uh, Pepper Potts is in it. So, like, um, what's his face? Sounds uh, horrible. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really not good. I mean... <laughs> it sound... The art's kind of cool. It's that Ivan Coelho guy. And so, like, one of the cool concepts that came out of it was, like, uh, uh, Miles Morales... Miles. He's, like, in... He pops up in, like, number five, which is, like, this cool... It's, like, a Carnage and a Venom um, contraption, and he shows up, and he's kicking ass, and then it turns out that it's Miles Morales, and it's Carnage and Venom, like, together on Miles. <laughs> it's, like, kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. But, like, the Dr. Octopus guy... Uh, Dr. Octopus is in it, and he's, like, working with uh, Apocalypse, and then... Apocalypse uses the Purple Man to, like, uh... They've been using the Purple Man a lot, because he know. was in the, the Devil... The, the Devil Ring. Ring. I like, hate the Purple Man. Like, fucking... If I never there, read another Purple Man something, story, it will like, be is fine. Is he gonna be introduced in the Marvel Cinematic Universe or something? I don't know. Like, it, prepping him? I don't know why they use so much Purple Man. I well, really he's, like, the perfect him. mind control, I guess. I don't know. I guess. But, um... So what was the series where he had, like, a bunch of kids... Like the purple kids, remember that? Well, they were in. They talked about it in the Double Rain. Maybe that was Daredevil. Was, Maybe Mark Wade did that. Oh, that's horrible. Because in that he had a bunch of kids. I didn't know he had kids. But I hate anyway, purple man. But he's like controlling like the smart like uh because Apocalypse. Is, I'm I'm giving this way too much time. But Apocalypse is trying to build like a battery slash containment thing that when he unleashes this thing, like he'll be able to control it and use the power. And so he gets, like, Dr. Octopus to come in and help him. And then he uses the Purple Man, so he's got, like, Reed Richards and Tony So is this Stark in, like, and... Hickman X-Men continuity? Or is it its I own thing? I think so. I think it's its own thing, dude. Because, like I said, the, the only thing that really threw me off was the uh, the Spider-Man with Mary Jane with the, with the daughter that has, like, the spider powers and stuff. Google uh, Marvel Dark Ages. <laughs> I don't understand, like, the pitch. Don's not doing a good job. But uh, the Iron Man characters, so, like, Tony Stark has been kidnapped, and there's no electricity, so uh, Pepper Potts is Iron Man. But there's it's no like, electricity? Yeah, but it's run by a furnace. Like, it's like a big fireplace, what? like, in her stomach, and she shoots, like, fireballs. Like, she shoots fire out of it. What? 
<laughs> they just killed an iconic something. It's uh, yeah. Deadpool is Deadpool is kind of funny. Just and killed an iconic MCU hero. Ooh. Marvel Dark Ages multiverse event. Oh, it's a multiverse event. Okay, that makes more sense. There you go. Thank you. What iconic? Oh, they killed Nick Fury Jr. Is that who <laughs> is the... he an iconic character? I guess Nick Fury. I think that's who they were. Trying oh, it's to. so funny too because they're like, oh, there was one thing yep. that was kind of cool. So they're like Nick on a... Fury and then timely and so there's a they're on a helicarrier which there's no electricity so it's a boat now like it's floating on the ocean they use it to like get across the ocean yeah and Nick so they have like a ghost rider there's a bunch of ghost riders. And they're like the they could pop out. Each of the, issue has killed at least one hero. I just remember Nick Fury Jr. Well, this anyway, says that Vision, Scarlet Witch, Doctor Strange, Human Torch. Hmm. <laughs> I'm like, did, did I read? Did this? You, <laughs> yeah, are you, maybe I. I read this like in two sittings. So like I read like the first two, three. I read like the first three, and then I got away from it for a few days, and then I started to read number four. Doesn't sound like a good idea. And they were like, the story was like, they're at Nick Fury Jr.'s like funeral. Nice. And I'm like, did they show him die? Like I don't remember him dying, so I had to like pull up the last issue. Yeah, I know. I was gonna, I was getting to that. It's very iconic. It's like, uh, it's like. Um, What's the shark movie where uh, Samuel L. Jackson, the shark pops out and Deep Blue Sea. Yeah. Like, a shark ate me. So it's Nick Fury Jr. and Samuel L. Jackson plays Nick Fury. And mm-hmm. it's like a surprise death. Like he's over on the side of the ship and like yeah. this harpoon thing gotcha. just comes through. It super reminded me of right. <laughs> Deep are you, Blue are, Sea. Are you done with that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Call it volume one. Is there supposed to be more of them? Oh, God. I'm not buying them if they are. Fables. We finished the, my com- first compendium. Wrapped it up. What issues were those of Fables? Fables Homeland? 41. No, 33. So we didn't 41. hit 51. We did not hit 50 yet. And the cat's out of the bag, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I know. I didn't believe. I didn't think they did it that early. This is 34 for, through 41. See, I was close. So, I you know, was. that's the thing is, I mean, you know. What essentially three years in, and he's said, "Here you go, boom, here's your uh, big bad." And you know the funny thing is, is it's he even talks kind of about the fact that, oh yeah, we already knew that uh, Chipetto was doing some things. We just didn't realize that you were the all-knowing one. I did find it interesting that they tried to give you a little misdirection with the whole big. You know, Black Knight or whatever. Oh, yeah. The actual adversary. Yeah, to being the emperor or the adversary, you know. Well, you guys read the first Jack stories, the first two stories of Jack, or first two issues of Jack in Hollywood, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's hit that first since that happened first. What do you guys uh, think of those two? They're fine. It's kind of interesting seeing how he, like, started, like, a movie company. I always wondered how he started a production company and fun movies and all that stuff yeah so if you have enough money you can just go make movies it does appear so yes sounds like it and i guess if you have enough money you can um make them a success i guess i guess you spend enough money if you buy screen yeah the movies themselves didn't sound very interesting (laughs) i I think if you get a good script and you get enough special effects and good cinematography i think it's going to be entertaining. Yeah, well, throw enough money into it, yeah. Get big actors. Ways, yeah. There yeah. was a line in there where it was something about, was it uh, Brad Pitt? Give me Brad Pitt or someone as um, 
as famous as Brad Pitt or whatever. And they're like, there is no one as famous as Brad Pitt or whatever it was. Or he's like, Tom's on the phone. Tom Hanks or Tom Cruise? Yeah. (laughs) Right. And then is it, uh, well, it's uh, the Beast or whatever that comes in and ruins all his fun. It's kind of like almost a lead-in to the Jack of Fables Fables stories uh, series in in its own way. Because Jill is the one that called him and ratted him out or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, I just want to touch on that briefly before we got too much. All right, so then we start with Boy Blue. He's got the witching cloak, which is the awesomest thing ever. Yeah. It does sound that way. And the Vorpal Blade. It does, blade. like, everything. <laughs> and he's just tearing his way snack. through the homelands <laughs> yeah. trying to take out the adversary. Yes. And Mark Buckingham does some pretty cool artwork along the way. He's yes, really he getting is. creative with some of his layouts, like this thing where he's fighting that dragon and he's kind of all jumping around. I like this one oh, too, yeah. where he's like chops off. Oh yeah, that those, was cool too. Those orcs and things, or whatever they are. Yeah, I did like that little. Uh, I don't know, a few pages where they're walking along together, the the two orcs. Oh the, yeah, the orcs. talking about the world they live in. Ah, it's so tough to be a tax collector these days. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> the whole dragon though part yeah that was pretty cool too looking through all that then he finally makes his way to the capital and it's what is it like grievance day or complaint day or something yes yeah <laughs> basically complaint day i love it <laughs> where the the emperor hears everybody's complaints or whatever although he has to take out like the three knights first or whatever though the morning Day and night. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. He went through all that. Yeah. Earlier. Yeah. Which then gets the attention of the Snow Queen. And then yes. if if he if he doesn't want to fix the problem, he just kills him. Or no, because it's the dude with the farm with his yeah, brother. Like, he wants him to just. I'm just gonna take all your farmland away. Then you guys want like, anything to fight about? Right. I'll take all <laughs> your farm. And then like, you guys what? Can't argue that is right. And then he complains about it. He's like, okay. Did you like this one, though, too, where the Snow Queen's kind of, like, coming into yeah, the city? Yeah, you know, that was the top, cool. The top panel, you yeah. know, is her just coming coming in, and then, you know, the bottom one is after she, like, walked past. And, and it's all... Yeah. It's all I think Frozen stole it. Probably so. <laughs> so, who's talking for the Emperor? Like, is Geppetto talking through him, or how... No, I think he's a... Uh, an autonomous he's being. Just, yeah, oh, he's, he's just an autonomous a, yeah. being? He's just yeah, made he's out just, of wood. He's just a jerk? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> okay. He's Fair just enough. another wood thing that he built okay. that was okay. made to be an asshole. Well, I love how they really made you think that that other guard really was Boy Blue in disguise. Like, I was totally convinced that it was him, and then the one other guard stabs him because he seems mysterious, and it turns out it wasn't him or whatever. It was some old hag or something. Yep. <laughs> it lops off the Emperor's head. Snickersnack. Exactly. Just like that. Snickersnack. Yeah. Why does the Vorpal Blade say Snickersnack? I don't know. It just does. It's you pretty awesome. Google that. It's pretty cool. <laughs> that it does. I don't have my phone. <laughs> Snickersnack. Why does the Vorpal Blade say Snickersnack? Snickersnack. I'm chopping people up. <laughs> Well, the greatest part is, is like he kills kills the emperor, and then they have to pretty much kill everybody who saw it oh, because to keep yeah. the secret. So you're really, like, you caused me all sorts of problems. Of course, they they'll they'll, they'll figure it out eventually. Like it'll get out, and we'll have to, and whatever. But you know, this will contain it for a little while. 
Does this Mowgli story go anywhere? Because well, like it's do you know where he's doing? Uh, well, he's yeah. got him chasing down Bigby, right? That's right. That's ultimately where they're going to go. That's a lot it. of a lot of issue just to get to that. It point. is, but I think it's trying to build up the other some the, other characters. Well, and there's some character there a little bit, and just to, you know, hey, what's been going on in Fable yeah, Land a little bit. So you know, it's it's an excuse to show what's been going on in the Mundy world here, or whatever you want to say. And I thought the whole repercussions of certain things confessing to Boy Blue. I thought that was pretty well done, you know, for a whole backstory explanation type thing. I thought it it flowed pretty well. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Of course, what is the uh, problem with the fact of them putting what was it, uh, honest whatever his name was or whatever down oh, though in the witching well? in the witching well without killing him first? You know, yeah, I don't know if that comes back or not. I'll come back to you. Yeah, he does make that weird thread. Yeah, thread of Well, that's his dream, though. That's... It is his dream, so maybe that didn't really happen either, so... Yeah. I don't know. I just didn't know why... That was weird. That was in there. I mean, I'm sure it's something that's, you know... um, I don't like it when they have Blaine Medina fill in for an issue. Really? Yeah. He feels like a... Just a basic Jim Lee type clone guy. Just doesn't have much of a style. Hmm. And I think Geppetto's reasoning for everything seemed totally, totally reasonable. Totally good. Yeah. It's the, uh, it's the. Hey, age old, people told me, it's you know, the age old case of you know the slippery slope. <laughs> you just break the law a little bit, or you just do something a little bit, and then you get sucked in, and then you get a little deeper, and then a little deeper, and before you know it... Like, <laughs> I do love the fact, though, before... that he's like, yeah, I needed to find a way to keep my, uh, <laughs> my people, or my, you know, works, you know, alive or whatever, so I just captured the blue fairy, and just... now I have a unending supply. <laughs> yeah. supply. But yeah, it's like the slippery slope. He's like, yeah, I... I did a little bit here, and then we replaced a couple guys, and we killed some dudes, and then before you know it, like I'm rolling, I'm running the whole thing. <laughs> I'm like this horrible monster, but I'm in too deep. I like can't get out. So. And Red Riding Hood is like the dumbest peasant girl ever, and that they brought her in. She's like, "What's been going on? What? I'm just a simple peasant girl." Well, hell, they've been cloning you and having you trick all these freaking dudes all over the countryside. <laughs> I thought he got out of his cage fairly easily. Well, if you had the freaking cloak the and the damn and the, the blade, you just do anything. Apparently, I guess. At least he didn't wasn't able to kill the adversary. He's like, I got so many magics. Well, he tried. He it, did try. It didn't work so well. Oh, I'm surprised your weapon didn't break. I'm surprised it didn't break. That's a, that's a sturdy weapon you got there. Well, well yeah, there's well. a lot of story progression in this. But one. he didn't like take Pinocchio or anything back and. He just heads on back. It's nice because I really don't remember where the story goes from here. Like, I remember the early trades a little bit, but now it's, See, like, thought, it's like, like brand new again. Yeah. I was like 50 where you get the big reveal. And that's I, what I thought, and too. And I know that I didn't finish Fables. Like, I stopped reading at some point. Hmm. But, uh, so for me, something's going to be brand new. Not me. Okay. I still don't. Yeah. I was surprised that we got that reveal so early. I was thinking it was drug out a little bit longer. But, I mean, it is three years. You know what I mean? Like, you've been yeah. reading this book for three years. Four I mean, almost. we didn't know that, it. you know, when we were reading it at the time, that it was going to go 150 freaking issues. Or well, whatever, didn't you, you talk know? to Willingham once? 
like at a convention. I did talk to him once. And didn't he say like he has like a plan for how it's going to end? I bet he only had it planned for like 50, 75 issues. And then he just had to figure out a way to extend it because it was so popular. Right. I don't remember my conversation with Willingham. I thought he said something like that. He's like, I might have. I don't know. I have an ending. Well, they always say they have an ending. Everybody has an ending to their story, I think. But I thought he only had it planned out for like 50 issues or something. I thought he said something like that. Oh, maybe. But. And then it was such a hit. And it was like, I can. They started printing. Trades and he started getting some Sandman money and he Hell was like, yeah. Holy he's like, dude, crap, I can keep I'll keep this. this. I'll do this for thirty years. Absolutely. So, buy my house, feed my kids. Well, he does. He says his house is the house that Fables built. <laughs> Sorry, you were first. Yeah, I can believe that. <clears throat> so here you go. Here the Vopal Blade is from uh, the poem Jabberwocky from uh, Lewis Carroll. Oh. Back yeah. in the day, that happened to be included, you know, into the Alice novels or whatever mm-hmm. about the Jabberwock. And so there is an actual line in there. One, two, one, two, and through and through the vocal blade went snicker snack. He left it dead, and with its head, he went galloping, galloping back. Snicker snack. So, snicker snack. I remember when we were playing Dungeons and Dragons, there was but, like a vocal blade. Bill, Bill Willingham. Really did his research. He really did. He appears that he did. Or he was a huge Lewis Carroll fan. Uh, well, he has all these fables. It's like, he must have just been like, I don't know, must have been into it or something. Yeah. Possibly. Because there's all sorts of fables in here that I'm like, I've never heard of that. Like Raynard, they were all into him. Like, I never heard of Raynard. I had to look that up. Yeah, they do talk about some other ones, yeah, that you had to look up one yeah. way or another. But it's all good. It is. Good it stuff. Is. I bought the got the second compendium, so we're good to go. Oh, thank God, we're good. To go. I do actually have the thousand and one. What, I read part of that, but I just finished it. I don't know when it came out. It's it. I I found out I still have it. So if you wanted to read it, I could. But yeah, it's it's, it's in it's, there. But when did it mm-hmm. come out? Oh, I don't know. I have it. I think I could. Look I read it. the first couple stories. The one where about Snow White killing the seven dwarfs was pretty interesting. I think I remember that. Because don't they talk about what happened to Snow Wise within the Seven Dwarves at some point? I thought there was a story about that or something. I think she just said, don't ever bring it up. But don't they eventually bring it up and they talk about it? Oh, in the fables? I don't think so, unless it was in there. Well, we got to hurry up and get caught up so we can read the new fables. Oh, I know. They're going to start coming out soon. I pre-ordered them. Did you? Yeah, but I haven't gotten one yet. Kelly Williams' new book is in um, is in the new previews that just came out. I saw he posted, so don't miss it. Um, don't because I would I missed it. I did my order and I didn't usually. I don't usually look at single issues anymore. So yeah, if they're not uh, stuff I already buy, I am. Um, and so oh, it was funny. I am. We don't need to record. This. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.